There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. everyone and welcome to episode 58 of sci-fi talk on the fangirl zone a podcast where we discuss shows on the sci-fi channel i'm sean fangirl s and i'm steve and tonight we'll be discussing episode five of season two of the expanse oh my god (laughs) i'm thinking the same thing yeah holy cow this one really really like ramped it up and i'm just gonna kind of skip to the end really quick and i one of the last things i tweeted was, wow, this show really had a season finale kind of feel to it. Right. Because it was so intense and just kind of crazy. And did you see that one of the executive producers replied Yes. with, wait till next week? (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, we'll be here. I couldn't believe that, though. Yeah, Daniel Abraham. Yes. And I have chills right now because I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. And again, talking about the whole group of people, the writer's room, and of course the stars retweeting and liking and answering questions. And it was great because, and I always screw up this woman's name, Shora Ajdashlu. She plays Christian. Mm-hmm. Christiane. Again, I screw up her name in the show too. She was amazing. And she was like liking and retweeting us, which was so awesome. And of course, Dominique Tipper, Cass Anvard. Cass is my favorite. Yes. Because he always talks to us. I still, he was so fun. But I mean, this group, even uh, Thomas Jane, because he's tweeting again about the show. Yes, he is. And he was really getting into it. And this episode had a lot to do with him. Yeah. So I really think it's great. Wes Chatham was doing some tweeting. He wasn't as active right now. But the only person who isn't on Twitter is Stephen Strait, which I feel is weird because he's Miller. Or, I'm sorry. Holden, yeah. Holden. It makes no sense why he's not on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, hello. Maybe because <laughs> he's so brooding in the show. Maybe, he's, like, trying to maybe. keep it up. Even Florence Favor, who plays Julie Mao. She's been on. And she hasn't been able to do anything. <laughs> no, she now we know why. Yes, always. This poor woman. She's like the central figure, and she's not been able to answer questions or talk about it. No. <laughs> we totally know. But Chad Coleman, too. How did I forget him? Because he, he tweets up a storm with this show. Yes, he does. So they're all amazing. Make sure when you're on Twitter with these people, tag all of them. Like, 99% of the time, they're going to answer you. Yes. Amazing. So now that I've jumped all through that, Steve, <laughs> you have ratings news. All right. This episode had a 0.2 in adults, 18 to 49, and 0.600 million viewers. It was the 53rd rated cable show for the night, but it was an increase of 
23% in the ratings and up about 14% in viewers. Oh, wow. Yes. Now, I know we said it last week, it's going up against a new show that has a lot of people talking to. Yes, So, that's why I think the live and same day is making a difference with this one. Yes, and for episode three, Static, the live plus seven days, it was tied for 14th in adults 18 to 49 percentage gain, going from a 0.2 to a 0.4 for an increase of 100%. Yeah. That's why I, I know these are doing great. All of these shows, they're just so adorable. <laughs> and by adorable, I mean jaw-dropping. Holy crap, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> adorable <laughs> would not a word I would have used. Apparently, we have very different ideas of the word adorable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take us in, Steve. All right. Episode 5, entitled Home, the Rossinati chases an asteroid as it hurtles towards Earth. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Okay, good night, folks. Yes, it really does. <laughs> I was going, come on, guys, please give me something more. But right? No, that that's really the episode. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, we got a lot of players involved in this episode. We did not hear anything from Mars, though. No. Because we nothing. had Johnson jump in, which surprised the heck out of me, because he's trying to get a hold of the UN, and... You have Aaron Wright, who's kind of being a jerk, and Avasalara, and they're kind of at odds with, you know, what Johnson could be doing. You, of course, have the Rossi and the crew, and you have Miller, who's on the frickin' asteroid, still holding that damn button. Yes. Still having to hold. I'm just like, what is going on? How is his hand not cramping anyway? Well, he gets to take it off for about a minute and a half. And then it goes off again, and he's got to touch it again. And it just resets it. So he doesn't really have to hold it there. He's just got to touch it every minute and a half. That's still a lot. It's like, uh. Yeah, especially trying to drag it through Arrow Station. Right. Well, let's start with Johnson before we get... Because Miller was really, even though there's so much going on, I feel like Miller was like the prime story in this. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. And we probably... It's kind of hard to talk about Johnson until we kind of get to that point in the story, because, of course, Earth finds out that Eros is moving. Yeah, and was it just me, or did they seem a lot less surprised than I figured they should be? Well, most of the UN felt like, oh, well, this is something Mars is behind. Mm-hmm. Of course. And Arvis Solara is the one that says, no, nah, no, 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 I don't think so. Well, I mean, they got to figure something weird is happening. Now, they think it's a weapon. Right. But how well, any is- You know, if a rock as big as Eros is, that's bigger than almost anything that's hit the Earth ever. Well, yeah, they said it was, what, three times bigger than the, the dinosaur event, basically? Yes. But, I mean, you got to figure, okay, all this craziness is happening. When the heck did they put a, a giant engine in there and nobody noticed? <laughs> but, you know, like I said, Aaron Wright being a jerk, yes, leaving yes. a message for Mao. Fire all weapons! Well, he, he leaves that message for Mao. He's like, well, you need to do something. Yeah. And you need to call me <laughs> About back. About your experiment, right. science experiment gone wrong. Like, okay, call this me back. This is my home. Right? Oh, my gosh. Well, they figure, okay, 
we need to do something. What are we going to do? We need to try to target, you know, and blow it up, which, of course, that's going to work so well. Right. (laughs) And, of course, the missiles are fired, and I guess this is really their first wave, because Aaron Wright says, well, the second wave will clean up any of the, uh, anything left of the uh, station. Yeah, apparently these are like planetary defenses that were put into place in case Mars decided to attack. Right, and they have to contact Mars to say, oh, by the way, we're about to shoot off all these um, nuclear warheads, but they're not headed towards you. It's going towards that station. I don't know if you noticed on your radar. But we've got a big piece of rock coming directly towards us and moving fast. Right. And, well, if it takes us out, you never know. It might just come for you. Yeah. <sighs> so, of course, and this is, I'm like, seriously, all I had was a, a space ball thing happen in my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, what happened? It went dark. What? Yes. Where is it? it? It has stealth on that thing. And all I can think of is like, they have a hyperdrive. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm thinking, all right. It's a Romulan ship. Right. <laughs> How how did this thing do Floating it? Floating device and <laughs> how? But then how was this giant asteroid just moving? Yes. Freaking proto molecule. Built it an engine and a cloak and all that in a matter of weeks. Yeah, and it's fast. Like even Miller, when they're talking to him back and forth, they're like, you know, we're trying to get to you. We'll figure this out. He's like, it doesn't even feel like it's moving. Right to him. And, you know, when, when the Rossi's telling them what's going on, and they have to end up at some point getting, like, that juice that will keep them from dying in, like, their super, I'm going to say hyperspace, but that's not what it is. Right. You know, and Miller's yeah, just like, I don't G's. feel anything. I don't feel my spleen. But anyways. Miller, it's like, it doesn't feel like we're even moving. This is No, because he's still sitting outside at the beginning of the episode. He's still sitting out there, and it's like, he says, I don't feel any movement at all. That yeah. should have just ripped you right off of there. <laughs> right. It's really weird to me that that happened. So yeah, it's developed a gravity around itself. It was is... a way to do it without having to do any of the juice. And so any of the, and I'm saying people in quotes that were alive or that the proto molecule is working with wouldn't necessarily you know, be hurt. You know, they probably need it for something. I don't know. It's weird. Weird has been my word of the day. Yes. And if you can tell me how many times I said weird, maybe I'll send you a prize out of our prize pack. That would be on our our email. So go ahead and do that. Right. All right. Anyway. But of course, when Azero sees that the missiles are coming and does go dark, becomes undetectable, that's when Johnson gets on the horn and uh calls the UN to say, yes, your targeting has just gone um, useless because it's now blocking radar. But I've got a ship out there that can uh, help you out if you're uh if you want my help. And of course Aaron Wright's like, oh right. He's just gonna use a it. terrorist. Yeah, right. we're gonna trust a terrorist. But you know, they kind of piggyback the single signal that the only way is if he takes control of the targeting because they have a ship. Turns out, of course, the ship is the Rossi. Right. 
And so in order to get them to believe them, Holden sends a message, which it does say on there there's a 15-minute delay. Right. So everybody's trying to figure out, okay, if it's going this fast and there's a 15-minute delay, where are they? How fast is this actually moving? And I'm like, okay, that's a whole lot of math that I'm not going to be able to figure out. Right. So (laughs) I'm like, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this. Right. But, of course... The president of the UN, Aaron Wright, and most of the other high officials immediately evacuate Earth. Right. We get. It's like, where are you going? Mars is pissed at you. Where are you going? I don't know. They're just going out in space somewhere. Maybe to the moon, Luna base. But we get a absolutely awesome scene with Abyssalara and her husband. Oh my God. I was totally. Like, trying not to cry. Yes. <laughs> it, it got dusty in here really quick, and uh, my eyes started to water. Wow. Yeah, that scene was just, oh, it was heartbreaking because there was a delay. Right. And so they kept trying to talk over each other and not meaning to. But, oh, my God. He was so amazing because he's like, I knew you weren't going to evacuate. Yes. And I wouldn't have expected any less. And I think right there is what just kind of like, it's like, stab me in the heart and twist, why don't you? Yes. <laughs> oh. Because in the next scene, we see her laying out on her roof, like looking up into space, and I'm like, oh my yeah. god, why? <laughs> I'm like, this is not going to happen. She's not going to die. She can't. It's not allowed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, move on before I cry. <laughs> yes, yeah, so as we see Miller basically Dragging the nuke through the station to try to get to the center point where Naomi is supposedly figured out a way to delay the timer long enough to allow him to get back to where they can rescue him. And that's kind of the plan they're working by. Now, I don't believe Miller bought it. I don't either. But the way he was banging that nuke around... Right. <laughs> Every time, like, it's slamming into something or bouncing off a ladder, I'm like, oh, God, it's going to go, stop. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, especially on the ladder climb, he thought there was no way that that nuke was going to make it up that ladder. And it almost didn't. That's true. He almost dropped it. But then he found a cart to drag it around on. Until the cart got a flat. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't even flat. It was, like, coming off. But we get to see, what, the casino, where he actually finds one dead guy that... The one that... Did he take him out or did Holden take him out? I can't remember. Uh, might have been Holden. And that's but, when yeah, he notices, he been though... he infected at all. Right. That's when he notices the dead aren't being infected. Right. But you also don't see any of the live people that were infected. You just see a lot of little glowing fireflies. Right. And, like... <laughs> Stalagmites and stalactites kind of everywhere. Yeah. Of the crystal. Well, until part of the floor gave way. Mm-hmm. And then it just seemed to go down. It just seemed like a like a crystal shaft. So apparently everything's building, but it's not turning people into anything. And the more that Miller is walking, the more he keeps hearing something. And it's Julie's voice. He's not hearing anybody else, though. So, no, he was hearing other voices. Was as well. it? I thought it was all yes. Julie's. No, because he first, as there that one time where the calm broke up, 
that's what he was trying to tell the Rossi was that he was hearing voices. Okay. But he keeps saying, hearing, you can't have the razor back or you can't take the right. razor back. And I'm sitting there going, is that supposed to be about his hair? Yeah. Like, I didn't understand it. No, I believe that. Well, I, I want to say maybe that was one of the ships that Julie was on. That was her racing ship, her racing right or whatever. And it's like, after we finally figure that out, I'm like, all right. So, yeah, Miller just keeps trucking on in. And at some point, he tells them, listen, you got to back off. You got to get the nukes to go away because that's why this is happening. And I'm just like, come on, Miller. You can't be that stupid. You're going to die. And I just kept thinking, you can't, don't, don't do this. I need you to be snarky and kind of an ass. I don't know <laughs> if I can deal with you being all noble like this. Right. It was completely out of Miller's character. But, I mean, it, the way everything was happening for him, he was able to figure things out that the Rossi couldn't because he right. was there and he could see it. Yeah, yeah. And he could tell everything was leading him to the Blue Falcon. And he even tells them that. So, when he figures out that the trail is leading him to the Blue Falcon, he's already got it in his head that, yeah, Julie was the first one infected, so she may still be alive or have done something to the protomolecule so that she can survive in some fashion. Well, we had no idea what it would do, and right. she was the first, and she kind of froze it. By taking away its power, and so she had enough time, at least this is what we're saying, for it to kind of join with her and not necessarily just completely consume her. Right. And as we see, which is weird, Florence Favor finally gets seen again, and she's like, it looks like she's sitting kind of in a cockpit, much like Cass Anvar, you know, Alex. Right. And she's like, I just want to go home. And so now we figure out, because Miller's like, this isn't the Razorback. It's not right. an eraser. You can't race homes. And all the back and forth that they have, and I'm like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Because what does he do? He tells the Rossi, all right, guys, I got to go. I got to do this. And Dominique is about to, you know, start crying. Right. And again, I, and I tweeted that. I'm like, don't you do that. And she retweeted that. <laughs> I'm like, don't you cry, because then we'll all cry. Uh, <laughs> he takes off his gloves. He has Julie, who is in body it looks like her but she's all like energy right and so he's like here hold this and and he puts her hand on the nuke and right i'm like what's he doing is he gonna blow her up and he takes off his gloves and takes off his helmet and he's like you're not alone and he does this whole thing and he actually like sniffs in a couple of these protomolecules <laughs> i don't know if you <laughs> caught that right and and she's like just looking at him because she just looks scared because she doesn't know what happened to her and my heart started to break again. I'm like, damn it. That's why it felt very season finale. Exactly. Because it's like this big thing where you would expect, okay, Miller's probably going to die. Right. You expect that. Miller may well be blowing up the asteroid with the nuke, but he's there and he finally gets his closure with Julie. But yeah. does he really get his closure with Julie? We don't know. Everything that's happening on Earth. A bunch of people evacuated. They fired off half of their world defenses. Right. Mars now, so now knows they're this. vulnerable to an attack. Right. We don't know what the hell is going on with the people who are, you know, all the other soldiers that are fighting for Mars that are just out there who wanted a war. Right. And the other belters. So I'm like, 
what the hell? It was so weird. Just all this happening. And then Miller, it comes back. You you have all this happen in a very short amount of time. And Miller's just like, how about we go to Venus? That'd be nice. We can stop there. It's on the way. And she, I think, finally realizes because she's like, they didn't come for me. He's like, I did. I came for you. Right. And it's Julie, but it's the protomolecule. And so it's the hybrid of them both. And the last thing we see is it crash into Venus. And it was Venus, right? <laughs> well, it wasn't Earth, but it was a Venus or Uranus? Venus, I believe. Venus. Okay. And I'm yes, just like, what? crashed into a planet that wasn't Earth. And it didn't blow up. So the nuke didn't ever go off. Right. That we can see. And it just so, seems so What funny. are the odds that we're going to see Miller and Julie again? I will lay good money on that, that we have not seen the last of Julie Mao or Miller. Well, she does keep saying, too, I can't stop the work. I can't stop the work. Right. Talking about the protomolecule. Now, they've just landed into an uninhabitable planet. What is that going to do with the protomolecule? Because it adapts and adjusts. Right. I don't think it would do anything to the protomolecule. And so that's why I'm freaking out. Yeah. Because it just felt like it could, that could have been the season finale. And right. then the fact that, that he tweeted back, he's like, oh, yeah, he should come back next just week. Just wait. Like, what? <laughs> I know. I don't know what to expect. I just figure, oh, my God, this is going to be crazy. So It wow. is going to be loony. As awesome as this episode was, it was just so amazing. And Thomas Jane just knocked it out of the park. It was great to see Holden basically do everything in his power to try to save Miller. Mm-hmm. You know, they went to 15G, even though they knew that it could kill them to try to keep up with Eros as it stepped on the gas. Right. Because even Alex is like, all right, guys, sorry. And he hits the button to juice him again. <laughs> yeah. And then Amos, oh, there goes my spleen. <laughs> I'm like, why is he laughing? Yeah. And if it wasn't for Miller telling them to throttle down, they would have kept they would have died coming until they blew up. Oh, man. But, and I don't know how we forgot to mention this johnson's second in command she's like all right well this is all you know what are we gonna do with all these nukes that are coming just out of anywhere she's like you know what we still have tracking i'll send them on a long journey this just kind of sends them off so i'm wondering how long this range is that they have with it yeah but i don't know this was such an intense episode how are they gonna top this we're going to see Mars and Earth get into it, so that will definitely keep the um, tension up. It was a rough one. It was a rough one. Because the last scene, I think I, I did cry. Yes. When you have when the, the crew of the Rossi. The Rossi. Oh, mm-hmm. They all have a drink because they were talking about that with Miller. Yes. And then they toast the empty chair for Miller. And I'm like, oh. I think there were a few really big fat tears coming at that point. because Right. That was rough. And again, I'm like, it, this could have very well been the finale, and I would have been, not the series, but season finale, and I would not have been ticked off, because the way some seasons leave you. Right. Like, I would have been cool with this. So that really worries me now. It's like, what the hell are they going to do to us with the series, the season finale, then, when that happens? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, man, this has been rough. 
So anything else? I know I was kind of all over the map, and I'm sorry. But this That's, one was, it was hard to stay in one place with this one. Yes, it was. I mean, you, you kind of had to take it a little more chronologically because of how things happened. It wouldn't have made sense to say, oh, well, Johnson did this. Well, why did he do that? Well, because this, this, and this, and this. Right. Oh, it was a rough one, guys. And I hope everybody has managed to get through it. And, you know, nobody cried too much. Right. Hopefully. Yeah, 150 live thermonuclear missiles under your control. I think that makes you the most powerful man in the system right now. <laughs> oh, really? Then go get me a cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> and she kind of flips them off, belter <laughs> style. Go to hell look, yeah. Belter <laughs> style. All right, guys. I know this is crazy, but if you watch the episode, you know it was crazy. Yes. So we do, and we aren't the only ones that definitely were screaming that this was so awesome. Almost everybody, every tweet I saw was this was the best episode, and just couldn't say enough great things about this. So if you aren't watching it, you really need to be watching this. (laughs) Yeah, just reading, yeah, reading the tweets, it was like crazy. Ah, and of course, you know. When you have one of the executive producers tease you like that, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are doing with my emotions. Yes. Our, our glass Is our blood emotions. pressure going to be <laughs> able to handle the next episode? I don't know. I think we all may need a Zen moment, and we might have to do yoga and try to meditate after. Because if this one is just, the beginning of how they're going to ratchet up the second half of the season, we're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might be drinking heavily while watching. Yeah. All right, guys. Don't forget. Yeah, I think it was definitely um, one of those kick it back to the magicians that, yeah, we drink more because of our <laughs> <laughs> drunk because of the magic, but we drink more because of our mundane lives. Right. <laughs> no, we drink more because of this unbelievable show that's giving us emotional heart attacks. They're killing me. Well, I want to know what you guys all think. So make sure you rate and review us on every platform you can find us on, because we're all over the place now. Uh, Good ratings, of course, help other fans find the show, tell your friends, and we hope you're enjoying it. And because we want to know what you think, make sure you're tweeting with us at FGZPodcast, shooting us emails at FGZ... Wait. Fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. I'm confusing everything. You can find everything over on www.fangirlzone.com on our contacts page. You can find mine and Steve's um, other Twitter accounts so that if we're not on FTZ, you'll find us on there as well. And, of course, our Facebook page. I want to know how you guys all felt about this. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a tweet. Just want to know how you guys feel because I was emotionally worn out after this episode. So, I don't know about Steve. I was a little rough. Indeed. (laughs) So, for episode 58 of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. You're going to negotiate with a girl who thinks she's a space station? Well, when you put it like that, it does seem kind of crazy. Until next time.